Hey, yo. Let's go. We're at 103. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for this one. Yeah, we like, because, I don't know, bro. Like, it's crazy we passed 100. That's a huge milestone. Now we're at 103. I wonder how long this this excitement will last. I, every episode, you're mad excited about the episode number. That's true. So. That is true. <laughs> it's going to stay that way, the past bro. 100 episodes. I've been uh, excited about the next episode. Like almost 100. Yeah. yeah. Now we're at 100. And yeah. fucking now we're past it. Now keep, we're shooting for 150, 200. Keeping it moving, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go. We got another special one. We've been rolling them with the guests. Um, we got another one, Sadiq Irvin. Um, it, like, like we've said before in the past, like we really get guests who fit our niche. Or if you've been listening for a long time, you know we created our own. Um, so you can you can give your own intro if you'd like because describe yourself for sure um first and foremost thank you for having me yeah thank you, you for being me here. i'm, I'm flattered like i said i don't get opportunities like this to share my perspective mm-hmm. often but um it's it's really refreshing so thank mm-hmm. you for that um my name's sadiq i i identify myself as an event and talent manager so um I guess I would also throw on like cultural curator. Mm-hmm. I do a lot in the city of Boston, so I wear a ton of different hats. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, this past year or so, I've been mostly focused on like events and music. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, please take the opportunity. Toot your own horn. This is the <laughs> part where like you sit on the stage and just toot everything. You know, <laughs> the shit because of these following rules. <laughs> like, a lot of times you don't, you don't get the opportunity to just be like, yo, I'm the shit because of this. <laughs> the like, yeah, so. That's funny, man. Yeah, no, that's great stuff. Um, yeah, no. How long have you been like in that industry or been doing something like that? Yeah, so I'd say it really started in college. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like. Um, I, I don't know if like formally, but like how I look at it, where kind of the inception of all of this happened, um, the summer before I started at BC, mm-hmm. I was actually in a program called OTE, Options Through Education. Okay. Essentially, you're conditionally accepted to BC mm-hmm. that if you finish this program for like eight weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. um, living on campus, taking like classes and you pass them, then you fully accepted to BC. Mm-hmm. So I was in that program. Um, obviously I, I got through and I was accepted, but in that time there, I remember I met a girl, her name was Kayla. Mm-hmm. Um, she was from LA and you know, she was really into music as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a J Cole concert that summer. It was the Forest Hills drive tour. Oh, that's a crazy wait. Okay. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's one of that's mm-hmm. J Cole's huge rapper. One of his best albums is like most people would say. Yeah. So he was on that tour. Mm-hmm. And I remember she was like, yo, Sadiq, like, let's go to this concert. Like, just just, just get a ticket and I'll figure out the Uber. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah. just come on, let's go. And she's like egging me on about it. Mm-hmm. And mind you, like, we're looking at tickets. We're looking at tickets that are like, the only ones left are like right behind GA. You feel yeah. me? These are like $200 tickets. Yeah. I never spent that much on General a, admission a ticket yeah. for anything mm-hmm. up to that point in my life. And like, yeah. to the point where like, I'm calling my dad and I'm like, damn, I don't, should I spend this money? He's like, yeah. If I was you, I would ask, like, yeah. what the fuck, go. Like, yeah. so end up going to the show. It was incredible. Like, completely fell in love with that experience. And mm-hmm. it's, it's cold, bro. Like, yeah. that, that shit yeah. was incredible, yeah. you know? Because um, he's always known to, like, talk yeah, to, the, was, to, the, was, to the people in the crowd. It was personable. Like, it was everything, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with that experience. Mm-hmm. So much so that, like, when I started my college experience, 
to give myself shit to look forward to, mm-hmm. I started copying concert tickets mm. all throughout the semester. Mm-hmm. So like before finals or wherever, right after, like there'd be like three, four shows. I know for a fact I have to look forward to. Yeah, and that's cool. You know, I got so used to doing that that I got tired of just going as an attendee. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit, I wonder what's going on behind this the curtain. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. want to see what that's like. Yeah. And I ended up um, taking a job at the House of Blues. Oh, yeah. And that was like the first time I was like, now I didn't have to pay for shows. I could go to them as much as I wanted. Yeah. And I, I could see, see so people load in. Yeah. I'm meeting people, mm-hmm. whatever. And it was just really cool. Um, and that kind of just blossomed into all these different things. Like I was helping plan events on campus um, for like the Black Student Forum at BC. Mm-hmm. And then I also, um, I remember I joined the activities board. So we were actually planning all the big concerts and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I was taking other production jobs through people that I'd met elsewhere. So like I was, I would literally be at some big corporate event, like building some shit or just unplugging shit, you know, yeah. like random stuff like yeah. that. Like, and um, I even had like a work study at BC where I was, I was in athletics and I was like, we'd be in the control room during the big game. So it'd be mm-hmm. like either football or basketball, or whatever. We're like, when you see that big thing come up on screen where they're like scream, that's us pressing the button. Yeah, you know? so that's like, cool. That shit that's was cool. dope. And I'm like, yeah. like when we'd see like 40,000 people screaming when it's like this, the eagle screech and shit, we'd be like, oh, you did that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was dope. Or we'd see everybody like on the headsets talking shit when somebody missed a shot. Or something. Like mm-hmm. it was funny, man. Yeah. And that was like my first exposure to like production, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a really beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like, like I said, it just came with like, the territory like i met a lot of different people Mm -hmm. i built different relationships like i still work with i remember for the black student forum um when we were trying to revive something called neo soul night which was like a concert series um there was an agent that i met he cold emailed me right this is the first african-american agent that i'd come across so Mm -hmm. it was dope he was like yeah i want to support you Mm -hmm. i want to do this we ended up booking an agency. Art. There's not many black people in general. Yeah. Like, like for just, people who don't know, like just, yeah. in any type of age, like if you are an agent, there's not many. Black yeah. People in general. So this dude, he also wears a lot of different hats. He's based out of Miami, but we did, um, a show together at BC and he helped me book an artist named Toby Lou that I wanted mm-hmm. for like a fraction of what the dude was asking mm-hmm. for. And he was like, yeah, it's just like off the strength of the personal relationship. And yeah. I was like, that's fire. He ended up liking me and staying in touch. And, mm-hmm. You know, later down the line after I graduated, like I work with him today. Yeah. Give me the call I just got off of. Yeah. Earlier. It was with him. With and him. Oh, ah, okay. People, you know, and mm-hmm. he's given me tons of opportunities to work in like Miami, Atlanta, mm-hmm. DC, like, mm-hmm. you know, and meet all these wonderful, influential people and like tons of shit, right? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like I've just stayed in touch with people like him other alum that i got in touch with that are like doing a lot of stuff in music um i also just felt like like once i graduated all the stuff i was doing in college really um um it really like aligned with just event work yeah so i went and i ended up working at harvard and Mm -hmm. i did that for like two and a half years Mm -hmm. doing events professionally on campus which is interesting because most people like i feel like when they go into the university they have an idea that like I need to get this degree to do this thing. Yeah. But in reality, it's like you do things and then that will give you like the like you your experiences will give you like the knowledge of what you need to do. Not the other way around where it's like you try to get the degree for a reason. Right. Where it's like, all right, I'm 
experiencing things and doing things and like the way you live your life will tell you like yeah. what you are going to be doing which is like, which is a dope point because yeah. like for someone like me like my parents both of them had like an associate's degree you know mm-hmm. but they never had like the on campus four year experience stuff mm-hmm. like that um but i was the first person to, in my immediate family to go and live that experience and see mm-hmm. what it's like and have absolutely no idea what the fuck i wanted to do you yeah. know so it was like it was always impressed on me that when you go to college, it's it's not. I'll say two things. the The first is that it's not just about what classes you take or whatever. You're not gonna remember that shit unless mm. you're in like a specialized thing where you're yeah. like bio or whatever. Yeah. It's more about the people you meet mm-hmm. and your experiences because mm-hmm. people are gonna. You're paying for the people you're around. You yeah, me? absolutely. I was, I was at a pretty like prestigious school, and mm-hmm. it's like. There are kids who are coming in. They're like, "Yeah, that's my grandfather's name on the, on the school." Yeah, you know. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're Legit. you're meeting these people, and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna remember you. What mm-hmm. we were at that party, guys? It was awesome. Like yeah. whatever. And it was the experiences. So mm-hmm. like, you feel me? And things that I feel like I where I felt like I didn't worry too much about classes because I was generally like a pretty good student. Mm-hmm. I I threw myself into campus culture, mm-hmm. like every facet of it. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like from events to I don't know. I joined like slam poetry club or yeah. like something <laughs> random just yeah. to meet different people. Like I'll try, I'll check out a marketing club meeting, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? And I, I really got to know a lot of people because, mm-hmm. um, like I just knew that was a unique experience that I probably wouldn't be afforded again. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that I made the most of it for myself. The second mm-hmm. thing I would say is that, um, one of the, my friend, his name's Nana, he changed my perspective on no, college. I know, no, no, yeah. Yeah, he changed my perspective on college, like, dramatically when he was, like, you feel me? When you go, teach it as, like, look at it as, like, how can I improve whatever skills that I want to work on, mm-hmm. you know? Like, some people, we had core requirements and stuff like that, but it's, like, what do you want to be better at? You want to be a better writer? Take an English class. Mm-hmm. You want to you wanna learn a little bit more about people? Take psychology. Try mm-hmm. a gender studies class. Try mm-hmm. this and that. And, you know, I stopped looking at it as, like, I need to specialize in this field or whatever it is. I'm more like, what do I want to do? And I felt like just juggling that and coming to that realization at some point in my career, like I just wanted everything to align, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, which is like a lot of like, it's real. uh, It's interesting because it's like 90% of students who go to school get the opposite where it's like, people are like, you need to know what you need to do or you have to know like, this is the path that you're on. But Mm -hmm. it's like, like you said, you should be curating things about yourself that you already have like strong skills in yeah. or filling in gaps that you don't. Yeah. And then like you'll find like your path from there. Yeah. And it was it was a dope experience. Like I'm I'm extremely grateful for it. It definitely, you know, gave me a different perspective on on the stuff I'm interested in and just mm-hmm. like how life is unfolding for a lot of yeah. different people around me. Um yeah. What did you find? I had so I'll I'll get to the question soon, but I was talking to like so I, on the game i played video games I'm talking to this guy from uh arizona who's a dj and he's like yeah like i'm trying to curate this uh this show the guy gave me a fifteen thousand dollar budget and it's i fire. keep bringing him like different artists but like they he's not feeling it like he said that he had like the yin yang twins for like three thousand I'm like, Yin Yang Twins for 3000 Like, that's relatively cheap. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The three of us could probably put some money together yeah. <laughs> to perform in our living room. Like, I was like, for real? Like, that's crazy, bro. Yeah. So um, he's like, yeah, like, I got, he doesn't want the Yin Yang Twins. Like, he uh, tried to get the game. The game was like $10,000. i am like, I have no idea anything about 
Yeah. I didn't know anything about this. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, for me to ask you, like, what was something that you found like completely different than like when you crossed that border? When you went to the back, when you got to see these artists coming in, what was something that surprised you the most about like, oh, this is not how I was expecting it. This is not what I thought how it played out. Okay. That's a great question. The mm. first thing I'll say is like some of these really big events and conferences and festivals. Like when you go to them and you're experiencing it and like everything seems to be flowing really well or like whatever, like I think the saying like I used to, I used to step in college. So I would I've I've been a performer. I know you know like the saying where it's like they don't know you made a mistake. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So true. like seeing these large scale events and people not knowing anything about what they're doing mm -hmm. or it's like most of his volunteer base and whatever, mm -hmm. like I have a different appreciation for events like that that are executed really well, mm. especially when they're public facing. Like, because we've seen like in in the media where something drastic happens, like a Travis Scott incident, you feel yeah, me? yeah, yeah. Astro World Fest or something like yeah. that, versus like things that can be really successful. Like, mm. I think we should have more of an appreciation for people who put events together with thousands of people and yeah. they're safe. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. So much can go wrong. Mm -hmm. So much does go wrong that attendees mm -hmm. just don't know about. Yeah. Um, but like in the big picture of things when everything's okay, like you should be really grateful for that because mm -hmm. you got to give a wonderful experience to like mm -hmm. thousands of people. Yeah. You know, and that's not lost on me at all because the strategy that goes into that and like the, the big people that are making all the decisions around like crowd control and stuff, like I have an immense respect for them. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'd say is like once you get past like the celebrity of some stuff you remember like these are just people bro. yeah like they're yeah. cool they're yeah whatever like yeah like on 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 you might see somebody with a million followers but mm -hmm. in real life like they chill or you feel me they can't sell any tickets mm -hmm. like they might sell 30 tickets you know yeah. what i'm saying like it doesn't matter social media in real life don't matter like mm. like when you start to see how life really works, who's mm -hmm. out there on the ground actually spending money, actually doing the work, mm -hmm. you you look at things a lot differently. Mm. So, yeah. I ask you too um about like how did you feel about that whole like Astroworld incident? Cuz if people don't know like I think somebody like overdosed in the crowd or yeah. like something happened where like somebody I think someone died. Yeah, like I someone somebody, died in his crowd, but die, yeah. So I'm usually the type to always play like I always play devil's advocate with things like this cuz I'm like, "All right, well like there's like 40,000 people in this crowd. Like when we have these big shows, I'm surprised more people don't die, honestly. Like unfortunately, mm. because most people they want to go to these shows be like on all types of drugs to like enhance the experience. And I'm mm. like a lot of blame got put on him, but like did you see anything like from as like someone who's a professional in it like oh, well, this should have never happened. Like, how did you feel about it different cuz I'm a I mean I, yeah, mean, I don't know like, anything about it, so. I I feel like I, no one wants to the loss of life period at an event is is incredibly unfortunate you mm. feel me i'm speaking personally on this not as a professional yeah i like it's hard because i've been to travis shows i know what to expect i know what kind of raging is going on yeah i i can't speak for how they set up that show mm. you feel me and i know for someone like a travis who's on stage and there's just a sea of people. Yeah. You feel me hearing about something like that has to be devastating. Yeah. You know, cause, cause he, he wants people to have a good yeah, experience. He wants people like, to have a great time. Yeah. They're in 
Texas. Like that's yeah. his stomping grounds. They know they're gonna go the hardest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I there's no excuses to make for what happened. Like mm. obviously that could have been avoided, and I know he wishes it was. Um, but it's just like, it's just extremely unfortunate, man. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't. I can't really say either which either way. Either way, if he did something wrong or something yeah, like that. Like yeah. There's so many factors involved in that, and it's just like, you know, the prayers to that person's family. Yeah, absolutely. Was it just one person? I, think I thought, it, like, a I bunch of like people got trampled. Some, yes, something yeah. like, there were definitely yeah. a lot of people injured. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's like yeah. it was stuff horrible. pops up. Yeah. In the, in it was bad. Because I thought, for me, the reason I brought it up, because I feel like he got so much individual blame for it yeah. when it's like yo there's literally probably this i would probably say there's about a thousand people who go into the whole production and like who are managing the crowd and doing all this and to be like this guy you know what just i mean because he was like the spectacle there like he yeah. probably had nothing to do with it really yeah. it's tough because like if you're a regular attendee who might go to other concerts or like even think of like a sporting event right mm-hmm. like let's imagine gillette like packed out mm-hmm Nobody dies at those events. Yeah. They happen way more frequently. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, what went wrong? Why is mm-hmm. it this specific show? You feel me? That things are different. What mm-hmm. didn't they do? On top of that, it was his festival. It's not yeah. like it was just any show. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, some of the blame does come back to you. You're the mm-hmm. headlining artist. This is all in your likeness. Like, w- w- something happened here like mm-hmm. that. You're not getting you dropped the ball. So mm-hmm. I understand why people blamed him mm. you feel me but um it's it's just unfortunate for real mm. yeah. yeah he got canceled from the video game honestly i played fortnite wait did he yeah so they took oh, his skin damn. out the game i wanted his skin i'm gonna be like yo i got some <laughs> there's a part of me that's like yo i wanted that skin bro they took him out the game i'm like wow that's, that's never coming back right. like he's done yeah. he's toast. i had his emo do i not have his emo you anymore? still do now oh, that emo is like mad rare yeah that one he's like banging his head with the thing yeah Yeah. that's mad rare bro i'm like yo (laughs) i wanted the skin like so yeah i'm a little selfish for it like i'm a little selfish but i'm just curious i'm like yo there's something to it (laughs) definitely something to it yeah so while we're talking about artists can you give me a rundown of what the drake shit is oh yeah so all right if people don't know uh there's a rapper xxx tentation that about like three years ago, I think, maybe four years ago, he yeah, died that? in a shooting. So mm-hmm. someone found him. Um, he was on Instagram Live the night before, or a few nights before, and he was talking trash about Drake. I'm gonna give you guys the full like lore to oh, the thing. Oh, he was okay. So he was on Instagram Live saying "fuck Drake, fuck OVO, Drake's like affiliate company, October's very own," and he's like "fuck Forty, his producer, fuck all these people." Um, so. He also, so there's a trial going on right now to figure out the mur- the people who killed him. Mm-hmm. And XXX's lawyer is saying that Drake was involved and that he wants Drake to come onto the stand. I think Drake somehow figured out a way to like not have to go directly on the stand. Mm-hmm. But his lawyer, XXX's lawyer is really trying to push for it. There's also a video of X like a few days before he got shot going to the bank. There's a video of him going to the bank and a recording of him saying he wants to take out $50,000. Drake has a song. I forget what I'm upset. In that song, he says, $50,000 on my head is disrespect. And he's saying that, like, you need to put more money on my head, pretty much. Like, people are trying to come from my life, put more money on his head. This is at the same time that, like, right after X got shot. 
Drake also has bars in his song where he says, if he kept my name out that live, he'd be alive again. Right. And he also has tracks where he's referring to other known gang members and saying that he's trading like Louis bags for body bags. Mm-hmm. And um, some of these things add up several different songs. Some people could say that it's like he's gaslighting, like sometimes not saying anything mm. is enough to get you praise. But like, yeah. that's not great. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, people believe that Drake. I, I've been saying Drake paid to get him shot. Like years ago, after yeah. it happened, so people have been like, "Dude, you're crazy, bro!" And all of these songs are coming out, and I'm like, "Listen to the song, bro. I'm upset, bro. Fifty thousand dollars, bro." So like, people don't want to listen to me. I'm crazy. Now it's like years later, people are like, "Hey, maybe you know what? Maybe so." So I don't know. That's that's it's. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Drake didn't say nothing. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying these are the tracks. This is what happened. So that's funny. It's not impossible. That's possible. crazy though. If they get Drake doing that type of shit, I don't know. You got all that money, and yeah. somebody's coming at your life. I don't know. That's all I'm gonna like, say. Like, what was the deal though? Like, why? Why were they having beef? Like, it was I. I well, actually, um, I think it was because X either had a song or a beat that he sent to Drake. And then I think Drake ended up taking that beat and like making another song or like uh, not sending him back the music or something like that. So then X, like he's a young guy, he's like 20 years old, 21 years old, like starts talking all crazy and jazzing. Yeah. And Drake's not really feeling that. He felt embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's why it's interesting. It does yeah, happen. Man, I mean, like the way people get worked up about some of that stuff, like I feel like I used to follow all that. Mm-hmm. Now I definitely still am up on you know the outlets and different stuff that yeah. comes out. But like when it comes to like drama and stuff like that, man, like because I've started to meet more people, I'm like I just look at like all of that like shade room shit. I mm-hmm. feel like it's so engineered. Yeah, you know me and yeah. like people. There are things that people just do just for attention and mm-hmm. i'm not saying that's that or to I blow themselves like, up yeah like i do feel like there's real stuff that has like real street beef and stuff mm-hmm. behind it which is dangerous you mm-hmm. feel me so the way that people talk about that stuff is crazy to me mm-hmm. so it's like more often than not i i i either stay out of it or ignore it because i feel like it's toxic mm-hmm. and it's also like just the the trajectory of my life right now like i feel like i've been way more focused on the things going on around me and the artists around me because mm-hmm. I just feel like mm-hmm. they're so talented. Yeah, absolutely. People who need more, like, more praise than they get. Yeah. Especially because the way the music industry is, is like, yo, there's so much, like, luck, sometimes nepotism. Yeah, 100%. Like, sometimes, like, oh, well, this person already has money. Like, I was telling my sister about, like, uh, Billie Eilish. Yeah. Who I think is very talented. But then again, like, her mom was like, I think she's like, very extremely wealthy or she owns like a record company or something like that. I'm not mm. sure. It is something like that. Like I'm not, it's not, don't, it's, don't take these as specifics, right, but like right. it's something like she either owns a record company or she has a bunch of money and she was able to get Billy opportunities that most other artists wouldn't be able to get. Mm. So like for me, I feel like the talent level is all for sure. It's very similar. Like yeah. if you get to the top, like 10% of artists, they're very similar to the top, like, yeah. like 10%. Like yeah. they're all very similar. But, yeah. like, it's just the exposure that they get. Um, I think today's powerful with social media. Like, Yeah, I mean, like I said, like, like yes, the money and stuff helps, but it's, like, the relationships. Like, mm-hmm. if you spend enough time out in L.A., you're going to meet everybody. Yeah. You feel me? Like, I actually met the guy that signed Billy. So yeah. So, it's, it's, like, 
they're cool. They flew yeah. out to Boston and hung out with us and stuff too. So it's like, I don't know, man. Like it, it's interesting when you think about that. And that's why, like, I I take everything with a grain of salt now because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, in real life, what happened? Yeah. Like, or there's no, that, there's you know? no, and that's what's interesting too. There's no, there's no evil. There's no like person who's a hundred percent evil. Like if some everybody's gonna have no, I disagree. Little, there's people out there that are hundred percent. I think there's no evil people. I think there's no what? evil people, but they're like different shades of gray. That's what sure. I think it is. And like, there's nobody who's a hundred percent evil. Like somebody has their own story. Has there's their some own diabolical reasoning. people out there. There are diabolical. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's not diabolical people, but they all have their different shades. Right. Like, right. right. Yeah. Well, everyone like convinces themselves that they're doing shit for a reason. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it is interesting. Like, uh, I don't know. You know, the whole TikTok beef, whatever. Like, well, not a beef. Like, the beef. TikTok's (laughs) beef with Congress. Tick versus talk. (laughs) Yeah. There's, like, all these issues, whatever, with it. But Mm -hmm. that looks somebody up. Mark Warner. He's he's the most wealthy senator. Uh, He's worth, like, 240 to, like, 300 million. Okay. Um, And he owns shares in Facebook. He just bought shares of Facebook. Mm. And, uh, he was one of the people who wanted to get legislation to ban TikTok, which is like its biggest, biggest rival. competitor. So yeah. he's going to make money off of that, like millions of dollars off of it. That's somebody I can say. All right. This guy is evil. He's buying shares in like changing the way that we live our lives to profit off of it. Mm. So that's like that's pretty dark. That's Do you think dark. you have are you slightly biased because you use do TikTok? Yeah, so I yeah. think that there is some bias there, but I also think that I understand why I'm biased. Yeah. And I try to not make my arguments based on, like, I love this app. That's why you should love this app. That's why we can't get rid of it. Right. But, like, if we have issues, then we should make the issues for everyone, right. not just right. for right. TikTok. Like, there's a lot of issues that we have, and it's not. Right, right. Say they ban TikTok. What are you, what are you going to transition to? Are you going to go to YouTube? Yeah, so I'm already posting YouTube shorts, and my mm, biggest powered. TikToks are blowing up, blowing up for me. They get like 1,200 views, like nice. 600 on views. YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube shorts. Yeah. Nice. But the thing I noticed that's different about it is like TikTok, the way that they, the way that you create content is for short form. So mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I make a video, it's literally like, these are my thoughts that I just had just right now. <laughs> Where as on YouTube, it's like there's someone who's taking long form content and, and turning it into short form, yeah. which is a completely different way to connect with the audience. Cause people, when they see those first thoughts, they think they like, they feel as if they actually are actually, they actually are like interacting with your thoughts. So it's like a little bit more, it's more genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what makes the app like different from the other ones. I try to like mimic it. But if um, it gets like banned, don't you think it'll just turn like, into that? Yeah. That's what I think that the government is hoping for. Yeah. But most people aren't going to go to to Facebook. Facebook is just like, yeah, Facebook yeah fuck Facebook. Old, I mean, man. yeah. Do I they, feel like if anything, it's going to be because people talk shit about Instagram now, too. But yeah, the, the IG reels did help a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It me? did help the feed. Yeah. A lot. So like, yeah. I, I feel like people will go there for sure. But like, I don't know, man. Technology is changing so rapidly. Like, yeah. Like we'll find some other shit or loophole. Like the biggest thing they were asking, I was read, I was rewatching some of the uh, stuff today. They were like divest to an American company so that they can. Like, they want to sell it to an American. Yeah, company. and yeah. it's like me personally, I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. I, I am not. I, I go on TikTok sometimes. Yes, mm-hmm. it's funny, but to find shit to do. Like I feel like it's mm-hmm. great for stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like what's going on in Boston yeah. or like restaurants. Absolutely, or something I yeah. haven't been to. But it's like, like, like. 
maybe this makes me feel old, but like what? I do not care. <laughs> like yeah. even a little bit. I'm like, yeah. yeah, TikTok's cool or whatever, but like they'll find something else. Like they will. What be real or whatever, yeah. like all this mm-hmm. other shit that's coming out. Yeah. Like you feel me? We had Vine, we had Triller, we had all this other shit. Yeah, like we'll yeah, get yeah. something else, bro. And especially when I look at it through the lens of music, like you feel me, musicians, especially independent musicians have adapted to everything yeah you know so like whatever is next they'll figure it out they gotta jump on it you feel me and technology is advancing so quickly like i feel like we're in a weird space where people we might revert a little bit you Mm -hmm. feel me where people you see people buying vinyl and stuff like that like some people do want to focus on real life some Mm -hmm. people especially after covid bro yeah like after covid i feel like everyone came out of that with like a lust for life Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's absolutely. Why I, I feel like this summer is going to be crazy. Mm. You feel me? Like, I said that like la- about last summer, too, and people were really outside because they're like, we're trying to come back. We're not trying to be doing the same shit. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people passed away during that time. Yeah. You feel me? It really made you reevaluate your values, think mm-hmm. about what you're doing. Like, I mean, even that's when I experienced a big shift for myself mm-hmm. from like relationships, friendships, all type of stuff to my career path. Yeah. Like, I was it was like, a huge cultural reset. Yeah. For like everybody. Yeah, I think it was good. Honestly, like, which is fucked up. I'm looking at it like I think that that was a good thing for society as a whole. Yeah. Like to just like, everybody relax, like yeah. stop. Relax. I think it made Calm like a lot down. of people just like wake up, you yeah. know, and yeah. just kind of recalibrate. Mm-hmm. So I would think it was like I wouldn't say it was. I'll say it was net positive, even mm-hmm. though I mean there was a lot of like there yeah, are a lot of people physical like bad shit yeah, like happening sure. like yeah. but you know my issue about the real TikTok ban too was that I feel as if Americans are losing rights and like this is something people mm. always say like we're losing our rights but like if you got 150 million people using this thing, 80 percent of them are using it for an hour and a half every single day. Mm. Most of politicians want all that attention to go somewhere else. And you got Facebook who bought a lobbying group or they paid a lobbying group 20 million targeted victory. You go to their website, it's like all just buzzwords and stuff, but targeted victory to lobby our politicians to ban TikTok. Um, So it's money that's going like directly into their pockets. And I saw like a, it was a, I think it was the, it was a Republican from Alabama who was like, how am I going to get paid? How do I get paid from you taking my child's data or my son's data or my nephew's data? And I'm mm. like, is this guy saying that he wants, why aren't y'all lining my pockets? That's what you're saying? Like, <laughs> that Bro, just don't sound right. It's, it's like, always going to come back down to money. I think it's mm. all it's that and it's just when we look at the way the world is set up right now and the tensions like war in Ukraine, all this different stuff, all the governments that have their there's secret agendas there mm-hmm. and shit like that, like whatever it is. I just feel like it always comes back to money. And mm-hmm. it's like with technology moving faster than some of the folks in power even understand it. Mm-hmm. Like they they're like, yeah, not at all. How does this impact me? You yeah. feel me? And I think I, I, I think that's valid. You mm-hmm. feel me for them in their worldview? Because they're like this thing that I don't understand that originated in another country and has influence on so much of our youth like i don't really know what's going on mm-hmm. there that's why like yeah they were confused them having all these questions i think it's a good thing because mm-hmm. 
there's transparency. I think everything that happened with Facebook and all these other Cambridge mm-hmm. Analytica, whatever, yeah. that's good because it brings stuff to the forefront that people can actually pay attention to. You mm-hmm. feel me? Because most of the youth are just consumers of it. Some mm-hmm. of them don't think critically about that. And mm-hmm. then for the older folks that have absolutely no understanding about yeah. how this shit works, it, it's addressing some very core basic questions. You feel mm-hmm. me? So l- kind of like you were saying with the COVID stuff, I feel like it's a net positive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I can't really speak on it too much about the policy or different mm-hmm. people's politics around it because I feel like that's personal decisions and perspectives. Mm-hmm. But you feel me? Like I, I do think it's a great tool. Like I'm in favor of anything that helps you spread good information. Mm-hmm. You know, and the one thing I will say that I don't fuck with with TikTok is it's fucked with people's attention spans. Bad. That's yeah. what. So Mike. So yeah. Mike was saying that too, and I also. I, so that's your reason to not use it, and mm-hmm. it has messed up people's attention span, and I agree with that part. But it's not something that isn't it's it's industry wide. It's yeah. not only TikTok. Like yeah. once YouTube Shorts and once Instagram Reels figured out that that's how you can get people, they've integrated it. Mm-hmm, so like yeah. most people, if they don't like TikTok for that reason, they find themselves using other forms of the same thing. Yeah. Like yeah. being on YouTube Shorts, being on Instagram Reels. Um, and I, it's not even as good of a product. Like the algorithm is not as good. That's a fact. I feel like they should. Like, I was talking about it with you yesterday, but there should be more regulation. Like, you know how they have... all of it. Yeah, they have, like, warning signs. They're like, oh, you've been watching too long. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe you should consider maybe stopping. Doing something else. But, like, they want you to stay on or else they would have, like, kicked you off. Like, they could... I'm sure they could just, like, cut you off. Yeah. But then you could, like, switch to YouTube. But, Mm -hmm. like, maybe if there was, like, a whole, like, blocker or something. Mm Because I do feel like it's, like, fucking with people's, like, brain chemistry. Mm -hmm. It's, Mm -hmm. like, too much dopamine, too fast. Like... I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, it's good old American freedom. If I want to watch TikTok all day, I'm going yeah. to do it. Yeah, that's what my main, so it's actually funny. That was one of my main arguments. I made a TikTok about it. I was like, somebody wants to watch this shit all day? Like, that is their human right. Like, so, like, that's my, because 150, I, I just don't like, you got 150 million people using this. A third of Americans use it. Yeah. And we're trying to ban something we didn't even vote on. Like, that's yeah. not American. Like if you if you're not gonna vote on stuff and we're getting rid of stuff, then we might as well get rid of our TVs. We yeah. might as well have somebody come in and change my oven. Like everybody needs electric. Like yeah. there needs to be a line on stuff that we can just because then they'll just keep doing it. Where it's like, all right, we don't have to vote on this. Give the president power. Take Bro, it away. It's natural when, like I said, because especially because it's it's technological. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, any technological advance, like society has to catch up to that shit. AI. Watching the AI shit happen in real time is yeah. blowing my mind. I know, and it's like, quick. It's quick. It's it's rapid fire. Yeah, and you know that's the thing. Like it's I forget what it's in its the, infancy. Yeah, I forget whatever the arc of like adoption of different. Products We've talked is. about it. Yeah, yeah, it's faster. It, it's like it's like there's the early adopters, you know, and then it's finally like the late people that mm-hmm. catch up. Like I feel like technology is leagues ahead of of the folks regulating it, and yeah. they're starting to like better understand it but it's we're in an interesting place where like the younger people are starting to step into some of those decision making roles Mm -hmm. where we can offer real insight on these things right Mm -hmm. and like i don't know man it's just it's fascinating because i just know this comes with the territory where it's like when something it's like an innovation Mm -hmm. and then people are skeptical of it Mm -hmm. until they see how Mm -hmm. it serves them Mm -hmm. you feel me and we might not see that for another five years Mm -hmm. and by that time that happens i mean shit Elon Musk will have a couple people on in space. You feel yeah, me? Like, yeah. more. And then it's mm-hmm. like, well, what about rocket travel and all this? How's that going to mm-hmm. impact? We got to think about that shit, but we're not there yet. Yeah. Because the early adopters, the people that do the research, that understand this shit, mm-hmm. get it. 
but mm-hmm. not everyone does. It's mm-hmm. not common knowledge. Yeah, and that's so. my biggest thing because, like, I've been some. We've talked. We've talked about things like that. Like we've talked about on this podcast. We did um one of my favorite episodes. We actually did like the adoption curves that are coming, yeah. where we did like robotics, we did uh, AI, oh, we and did a lot of that shit's like originating here. Yeah, like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, I forget what the company, Boston, uh, Boston Dynamics, Boston yeah. Dynamics, like they really make a robot here. Yeah, bro. Like, here down the street, <laughs> like yo, that's <laughs> around the like, corner. Like that's crazy, it'll it be is here. crazy. It'll be here before you know it, and it's it's just so weird because I mm-hmm. feel like you know we've all seen like science fiction shit and seen like Black Mirror and all that, but like thinking about how technological advances and the future is arriving mm-hmm. in real time Quick. it's like oh shit wait there's ai now like yeah before you know it we'll be having it in our tvs like yeah legit everywhere like, talking yeah to it. Like, like it is interesting that's tra- crazy like you were saying the early adopters like put people on so we've been talking about it for like three years now it's our mm-hmm. third year and i remember just like spouting to people like ai is gonna take over everything <laughs> <laughs> everybody's like what the hell is this dude talking about bro like that's, you sound crazy as hell like, right 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 and now it's good to like see it's out and like uh, it's like everybody's got it like we talked about so we're in um currently we're at uh gpt4 mm-hmm. mike and i talked about it where it was just gpt3 which was like two years ago um and uh it was like just able to write essays and now it's crazy because it's even more powerful than we could have even imagined bro that shit is scary i know like i know people that in the past couple of weeks have some like couple of months whatever submitted like master's papers and passed yeah like a yeah. really yeah a <laughs> and i'm yeah. just like is that strong like, like dissertations like things like dead ass like yeah. no bullshit and i'm just like wow <laughs> that's crazy you could definitely write a dissertation with like 500 words of exactly what you need. If you give it the exact parameters of what your assignment is, that's going to be, it will build it. That's going to be the future, bro. Like it's a friend sent me a class on it. Actually, it's called prompt writing. So Mm -hmm. like, if you know how to prompt Uh, the technology, it's a real job. Prompt engineering. It's going to, yeah, exactly. It's a real thing. And like, already like people, I feel like right now before all the tools catch up to like, like check, like the plagiarism checkers and shit but for AI, I feel like right now is the gold rush where it's like people are going to extract the most value they can out mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. You feel me? People are going to create businesses just using chat GPT. Like, the one thing I've like heard like a uh, recurring thing is uh, that it'll make up citations. Though. It'll make up sources. It has, mm-hmm. yeah. So that now GPT-4 is like better at giving you citations. Uh, chat GPT, the original one, would you go to... Uh, o- uh, chat.openai.com Is there still a wait list for premium? Yeah. yeah. When you were using ch- uh, GPT 3.5 when you would ask it things and ask it how it got that information, it would give you links that don't work. Yeah. And you gotta think it's because the way that the neural net works, it's pulling information from like Everybody. millions of parameters and then yeah. like when it gets back to you, it's like, how'd you find this? And it's trying to like communicate how it found something that's like way beyond what you can yeah. comprehend so when it gives you back information uh, it just sound it's like gibberish like because yeah, there's it's probably information pulled from, from like a bunch of shit exactly yeah. and then okay. it's like where did you get that from and it's like the, like that information exists but like it pretty much fabricated it yeah even though it is real it's, information it's just crazy to me because like like i said when i think about technological advances it's like how what what implications does this have for like all these different industries and sectors? Because yeah. there is jobs that are completely disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we just know that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's like it's even it's even weirder when like I've talked to a lot of creatives and stuff about it, and they're like, I don't really know how to feel about that mm-hmm. shit because you feel me? Like this this is half 
you know infringing people's work or you yeah. can't say where the influence you're an artist from like yeah. visual from visual art to music mm-hmm. to like voice dubs over shit mm-hmm. like you see all the little biden you know jokes yeah. and shit like <laughs> hilarious that, yeah, deep right. fake <laughs> stuff like that shit is real mm-hmm. and uh, as the technology gets better the same way we've watched video games improve over years like mm-hmm. this stuff's only gonna get better and it's gonna be indistinguishable yeah. and it's gonna be fast too. like the thing that's crazy is that like what is hard for even like as somebody who's been following it for years it's hard for me to really get it because like from when i first saw it to now it's already like completely different yeah. like it used to only be able to write essays like you could only ask it questions like can you write me in like you could ask it like how do you think like your presence will affect humanity and then it would give you like a three paragraph essay but mm-hmm. now you can ask it like questions about medical diseases you can ask it to diagnose you you can ask it to diagnose your dog like i've used it several times to diagnose my dogs and i'm like oh shit like there's these three options like eh, probably was safe but like it's just ridiculous how powerful it is. Yeah, I did want to ask you though, like you brought up how like it changed so many industries and I was looking at, um, I know academics, he's somebody who follows music. If you don't know him. Um, and then it was some other artist. It was, um, it was Pharrell Williams and it was uh, a boogie with a hoodie. Okay. They were saying how they believe that AI will cannibalize the music industry where, you can get songs or put in like the artist that you like. And then the AI will be able to create some kind of song that it believes that you will like. So mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. think that it'll cannibalize the industry. Um, like for somebody who's in the industry, like how do you feel about for artists at least like musicians? So I'm going to say two things. The first is that I think that's a valid concern. You feel me? I do think that, if there's something out there that's writing this music, the main piece that most people worry about is the authenticity, mm. right? So it's like, damn, did a robot write this? Did did a person write this? Do you care? Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like some people just want good music, mm-hmm. and there and I think what it's gonna come down to, because especially the way we consume music right now, like yes, there's streaming and shit like that, and I know we're gonna have like metaverse and stuff moving forward, but for me. Like one of the biggest draws for music is is live music. Yeah, you feel me. We still look around the country. We see shit like a Rolling Loud, a Made in America. Like these mm-hmm. are the biggest fest. Coachella. Frank yeah. Frank Ocean is doing Coachella. See, like the biggest shit in the world. Mm-hmm. Like people want to be there to witness those moments. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And one thing that won't be able to be replicated is the live experience. Mm-hmm. And I think sure like it once you get to a certain point like everybody knows drake don't write all his own music yeah do you care yeah you feel making good music some people don't they just want to experience it and they're like i love this music i want to go and see this artist i'm gonna do that they're gonna go do that we've seen people try other things where there was like a tupac hologram you feel Mm -hmm, me like that might be able to give us an experience similar to those artists who are no longer with us I know I might go if there was a Michael Jackson hologram, I might fuck around and go to that show. Mm-hmm. You feel mm-hmm. me? If it's if it's dope enough, if it's cool enough, like why not? And we get to it's still supporting him. Mm-hmm. Like the real battle with the industry is gonna be about rights. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, you know, I'm no expert on this at all. But like when I look at more recently some of these larger artists like a Justin Bieber selling their 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 publishing catalog. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm like, what Future. is you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What is that? what is that implicating? Like, what do they know that's coming? Like, mm-hmm. 
how is it gonna is it gonna fuck with their rights Mm -hmm. you know because some of them are like let me cash out now before whatever comes starts Mm -hmm. messing with things Mm -hmm. like is the ai just gonna start writing things like it gets it gets it can get a little spooky especially when you think about like think about someone like juice world they're about Mm -hmm. to drop another album of his Mm -hmm. you feel me and he's been dead Mm -hmm. you know so it's like what is ai gonna continue writing songs for people like that like I don't they know. can take yeah. his music discography and then like plug it in. Yeah, and then just try to create something similar. You mm-hmm. know? So I think we'll still have performers. I absolutely believe that. Yeah. But maybe your performers won't even be like we'll have people just pop up and be like, Yeah, I'm my music is dope, but I didn't write it and I'm just a great performer. Like, you know, like bro, yeah. you got you gotta understand this though. Like the thing with the music industry, and I look at it specifically through the lens of hip hop, like hip hop has always adapted. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't That's the li- literally the creation of hip hop was to adapt and to be for the it's next It's always been to adapt and mm-hmm. and you feel me whether or not there was the external funding like we going to make shit happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel like the technology is going to come, people are going to y- learn how to use it cuz I I think it's an incredible tool for efficiency. I hope it's going to be a tool. That's yeah, what I want it to be. That's what it is. That's yeah. all it is. And it's yeah. like as long as you know how to use it, some people are going to exploit it to make tons of money mm-hmm. um which more power to you whatever as long as you ain't hurting nobody but it's like as long as it doesn't infringe on the core like values and principles you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like don't fuck with the live experience unless mm-hmm. it's like ticketing or something like mm-hmm. i don't care about that that's gonna help you get rid of bots and help more people buy tickets and mm-hmm. target the right people go for it you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but there's something very pure about that live experience is like I wonder why we don't have big things like Woodstock or something, you know, anymore. Like those Mm -hmm. real, like people just living in it and soaking up those moments. Mm -hmm. Like I I feel like as we become ever more connected yet disconnected, we just need Mm -hmm. to focus on those moments that bring us together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I hope for. Like, so I I bring up TikTok again, where like the way that like the experience that I've had on it and the reason that I enjoy it so much is that, you can connect with regular people randomly. Yeah. Like you could have zero followers and you'll find your niche quickly. Like you'll find what you like on the app and what group that you really want to associate with. Right. And even you could be somebody never made a post ever mm-hmm. and you can go connect with that person. So like human connectivity is like going to be like, I hope that it will be heightened and that it'll be like an augment for artists for sure. like at the end of the day if we got an ai and i try to interact with that ai to make a song i'm not gonna make a song better than drake also interacting with that ai or like or another huge artist interacting with that ai that's like, that's very fair you know but i at the end of the day i i look at these platforms and different things as like the great equalizers because yeah. we see how like tiktok opened the floodgates for a lot of you know, creatives that you mm-hmm. wouldn't think. Look at someone. What's that dude's name? You know, that short guy. My money never fold. It just stretch. I got superpowers. This guy was random. Sorry, yeah. I brought up that line, but he's a random guy. He was trying to be a musician. Nobody knew him, and he just started making like TikToks. TikToks, what were like his song, but also doing like interesting things in his video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he has like a million followers, and it's you like know? actually and going he's on. Making tour. money and doing yeah. like. Like I've seen, I've heard from so many people. They're like, "Bro, if you can, if you can get in the bag of making bread off TikTok, like with brands, like they'll give you like five k to to post, yeah. and then like that get that in front of a million people. Like as an influencer, you can sidestep labels, and mm-hmm. that's what I yeah, think that's what I want is, to see more of. That's yeah. what the industry's scared of. Like, what's that dude's name? I'm blanking on his name, but the guy that like he does his hands like this, and he also like um, he, whenever Keith Lee. He, 
Yeah. Yeah. Whenever he comments on something, like those people sell out all their yeah. shit. That's what I'm talking about. The great equalizers. Yeah. Regular people having that influence and being able to say like, hey, this is valuable. Like, mm-hmm. check this out type shit. Like that. You can't imagine how much that pisses it's, off. Yeah. Very powerful. You're yeah. stepping over the, the industry because yeah. usually mm-hmm. you need an agent. You need to have somebody who just knows the industry to like bring you around. Marketing professionals. Yeah. But it's like, no, from the palm of my hand, like I'm we gonna run it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that scares a lot of people because you if you if you don't know what you're doing and I've seen it in real time, there are corporations mm-hmm. who have no idea who are willing to throw these racks out to people who are like, Oh, you have a niche, oh you have an audience, oh you know how to work this TikTok shit. We don't. Yeah. Here, figure it out. Like yeah. like give us some you know, we wanna bring this back to us how do we do it mm-hmm. you know so like i i rock with that and that's mm-hmm. what i also think like ai is gonna do too i know we keep going kind of back and forth no that's that. good because that's like this is you're right in the where we need to be yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i think ai is gonna help do that it's gonna it's gonna break that down because you got to remember like if we go back 20 30 years like and even now i'll even say because i know there's a lot of writing camps around different artists and stuff like if you have the resources to put 20, 30 incredible musicians and, and songwriters and people in a room, you're going to come up with a hit, bro. Like yeah, at yeah. some point. Mm-hmm. Now you got AI that can do that for you. Mm-hmm. Like now you just got to focus on the human element of yeah. it. You feel me? How are you connecting to people? Mm-hmm. Like if you can get the words right or the melodies right, because there's a lot of people who 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 are super talented but don't have the, the time resources mm-hmm. or any of this shit to make it happen at that level mm-hmm. but if you can somehow figure out how to get a similar output with less mm-hmm. bro that's powerful yeah that's extremely. that's threatening so many different institutions you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and i it, it holds power but at the end of the day it's a tool so it it's is. about how you choose mm-hmm. to use absolutely it, so. and that's why i think like a lot of people have like a misconception because i think it will see a lot of jobs but you can't i don't think that we could just get rid of humans i think no, that like of course not we're still gonna be because actually pharrell said this he says um he literally said this and this is a this is a, this is pretty much a quote he said uh we're trying to take the uh the the hum the human out of humanity where like we're gonna just replace us with like replace so many things that mm. we lose the human yeah. but um yeah i think these are just tools exactly like the the cell phone or like the mm-hmm. internet they're really powerful tools but like i think humans still have a place yeah. yeah the guy i was thinking of was jay easy he's a He's a rapper who just blew up specifically from TikTok. So. Yeah, man. But the other side of that, like I said, when you're talking about like the real life implications and stuff, like I think of people like Steve Lacey. Mm. You know, Steve Lacey, oh, yeah? super talented artist, songwriter, yeah. doing his thing for, you know, a bunch of years, like with the Internet and all types of other stuff. But then you feel me, he has this hit that goes up on TikTok. Obviously, like he's in front of everybody now. Everybody knows his song, but he mm-hmm. goes and he sells out shows and they only know that one song. Yeah. You feel me? Or that, that one, not that even that lyric. one song, Ice that Spice. one part of yeah, that Ice song. Yeah, Ice Spice <laughs> was like that. She blew up. You feel me? Some people don't song. care. Yeah. But like true artists who are in front of people and want to connect and like it, it, it blows them away when you know all the songs and you mm-hmm. feel a real connection with them. Like, Every Kendrick show I go to, whether I know every lyric or not, I feel connected to that man. Yeah. You feel me? I've been a fan since 20, 2011. Yeah. You feel me? Like uh, 10 years plus at this point. And it's like, I know I'm going to come out and I identify with that man. I'm going to listen to his interviews. I'm going to do all this. Most people, they have just the TikTok sound and they're going to make reels or whatever the fuck to mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we can't, when you're talking about cannibalize, we can't 
cannibalize that connection. Mm-hmm. Which is great because it makes me think of uh, J. Cole. Like one of my favorite songs, he's like, like, it's crazy about like connecting with all of his fans because he's like, they, you guys know me better than I know myself yeah. because every yeah. I'm putting out music from like my heart. And it's like y'all are listening to every single bar, every single word, you know, all of my songs. Like a lot of times, you know, a song better than he does. Honestly, yeah. like he made so many songs, mm-hmm. like he don't remember forget. every single yeah, word no, of like real. every song. That's like, real. And you got people who know every word of like him writing his heart on the like on a song. Like yeah. he's like, it's crazy to like. And that's the other thing that's a little creepy about it, because we have all these people using technology constantly. And it's like. They can run that shit back in their heads a million times yeah. until they know every word. Or like even like <laughs> this is one clip that's going through my head of Beyonce when she did Beachella yeah. and 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 she saw a lady that had her outfit on. She's like, "How did you do that so fast?" What? Like she's like, "How did you do that so fast?" It's like, yeah, like I don't know. I was watching like TikToks and shit or yeah. your, your, your whatever. Like somebody close to you. Like it's creepy, bro. Yeah. When you think about like people are always watching yeah. you could how they yeah. want any of these things and a lot people. of times it's not even like they're trying to be it's just it is weird because you watch somebody you listen to somebody all the time you really they start to believe that they know this person but like you you're don't. a stranger yeah you you're a complete don't. stranger bro and, yeah. I've, and yeah. I've seen that like yeah. so much because like working with the artist i have over the course of the past year and like watch her popularity grow like it's it's crazy to me because people I, I see the reaction she gets because she's in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just like a manager, and I'd be mm-hmm. like in the back scenes. But people will walk up to both of us, and like it's one thing when they come to her, they're like, "I'm such a fan." Like I follow you, da da da. Mm-hmm. Random people. It's when I get that, I'm yeah. like, "You going too far?" Yeah. Like, like right. what? Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah. Like, oh, you know my name? Uh, yeah. yeah, you're so. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. You know, like that's a weird experience yeah, when you is. start thinking about it in real life, and then I start to think about like people who are super huge and it's like they get that all the time yeah from every direction every direction yeah completely overwhelming like Mm -hmm. that's why i'm saying like you got to remember the humanity and all of it Mm -hmm. because that's why people have social media managers because they don't even be wanting to look through all them comments of sick twisted toxic stuff people are saying about you and Mm -hmm. it's like you don't even know me yeah you just (laughs) seeing this one thing that's out there about me or that person and and you have no idea how i am in real life Mm -hmm. and i understand how that can be incredibly frustrating Mm -hmm. for so many people but it's just like it it, this is stuff we're all still learning about technology and how it you know what what kind of implications it has for the social fabric of society Mm -hmm. you know it's gonna be very different very different yeah I'm into it. I'm like, I like seeing it. Cause I see like even like the different demographics that people have and how big that can like affect how they, how people like reflect on them. There's a this woman on TikTok named Livy Dunn. She's an attractive woman mm-hmm. and she posts, she's a gymnast. So like naturally her posts, like she's a gymnast. People will put, think it as provocative, mm-hmm. even yeah. though she's literally just like being a gymnast. Um, and mainly her following is males. So when she posts things to just like talk or to chat, she gets like hit from a lot of dudes like, oh, do gymnast stuff like do be hot. You know what I mean? And as opposed to another woman who's also a gymnast, but she connects with females more. So when she posts stuff and she actually like goes live to talk to people, she gets females. like, Oh, my God. Like, can you show us a makeup tutorial? Way more positive interactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now this girl has like social issues with like posting. Cause it's like. I'm just going to get a bunch of men who are trying to, like, rip me down, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. And it's the same thing with Travis Scott. Like, main times you're going to get people who are trying to party, get fucked up, like, and 
that's what you get. <laughs> like you're asking a, that's a, you know what I mean? It's like asking, you're, you're going to get that reaction. You can't change the, the nature of your demographic. So, but it's interesting. That's why, like I said, the human element's key. Cause mm-hmm. there are artists that might be one way on screen. And then the people who really know who are at their shows, who mm-hmm. listen to them in real life. It's like, nah, I love that person. Like, mm-hmm. They might say some controversial ass shit, but it's like that's a soundbite, my yeah. guy. Like, did you? I, I, I you even I, listen to the whole thing. I ain't defending yeah. nobody, but I'm just saying, like, especially when I was like with that attention span thing. Like, people don't sit long enough to 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 appreciate fully appreciate something. Mm-hmm. You know, like I could say three different things, and each one of those there can be narratives built around them. Mm-hmm. You feel me? In one sentence, yeah. They'll be like, "This motherfucker hates," like whatever, <laughs> and it's like. Bro, like I just feel like we need to continue to listen to each other, mm-hmm. you know, and and continue to spread more just positive shit because mm-hmm. there's a lot of bullshit out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say you have a um, an artist that you'd want people to know about in the area, or Absolutely. just somebody that you come to mind that you're like, yo, this person needs like way more like I'll attention? Bu- there's so many. There's yeah. so many. Or even because I know because I don't listen to like the. Um, Cause there's street level rappers like street level yeah. for me, which is like, oh, this is like this guy lives around a corner. This person yeah, lives no, in Massachusetts. Facts, yeah, like even what's that artist's name? He was from Worcester. He blew up. He's a rapper. He's a spitter. You listen to him from Worcester. Joiner Lucas. I mean, um, um, Joiner Lucas. Joiner yeah. Lucas. Yeah. He blew up, and I'm yeah. like, how the hell I not know about him until he blew up? That's like really he was down the street. Real. That's yeah, real. like you how the me? hell? Like it's, you gotta be tapped in, but yeah, you, I'm not right. tapped in. Yeah. I listen to yo my music. And I be getting bored listening to some new new music. I'm gonna Come tell on. you a couple of artists, right? And I'm biased because I hear a lot of their unreleased stuff that's not available to the public yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the first and foremost, this is a shameless plug for the artist I manage. Mm-hmm. Her name is Key. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's K E I, and you can find her all platforms. Kiwi Fruit, which is K E I W E I. That's her name. Her 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 uh, stage name is Kiwi Fruit. It's Key. Okay. okay. Kiwi Fruit is just like her her socials and her platforms, okay, her website, okay. all that. K E I W E I Fruit and She's lit, bro. I don't yeah. know, like I like she is the most raw representation of Boston creatives I've personally had the pleasure of witnessing. Mm-hmm. I feel like she just won Jack Daniels Best New Artist of the Year at the Boston Music Awards. Like she's fascinating mm-hmm. for anybody that's trying to check her out. Um, I'd say check out a couple of her songs. The one that caught my attention is Pressed. It's mm-hmm. super dope. Check mm-hmm. it out. Um, she has a single that's doing real well right now called Berserk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she just has so many different vibes. Like, mm-hmm. I think you guys should check her out. Yeah. She's going to be huge. I feel like mm-hmm. people always talk down on like the, the Massachusetts mu- like music. Mm. Cause well, the issue with mass is that we have an is- issue with segregation where like mm. you can be a good artist like out West, but for some reason you just can't like, we just don't mix well. Like, even if you got you, somebody in Mattapan, they don't really you mix with somebody is? from, like, the North End. No, like, you're absolutely right. And I've talked about this before. It's Boston, especially creatively, we operate in silos. So Yeah, you absolutely. Lot, you have a lot of people doing the same shit, but they just don't connect or they don't find the spaces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, a part of my work in, in curating and cultivating events in the city and within the community I'm a part of, it's, it's about breaking down those barriers. You mm-hmm. feel me? Because, like, we can we can be from a Boston like proper, you mm-hmm. feel me? In a in a Common Square, in a in a Mattapan, in a Roxbury, in a Dorchester, and then also have attended like a BC or mm-hmm. North, you yeah. feel me? And understand those neighborhoods and how people think and mm-hmm. the interactions that they have. And it's like 
when there aren't enough bridge builders, mm-hmm. you're never going to see those people connect. Yeah. You feel me? So like, that's one of the things I pride myself on having mm. been in all these different circles, even gain insight in different states and see how they do things. Mm-hmm. Especially like, when I look at like Atlanta, bro. Yes. For some reason in Atlanta, it's like all types of artists. You can have rappers interacting with like country singers, like in all types of stuff. And yeah. it's real weird. Cause when I visited Atlanta, I felt that. I was like, yo, what is wrong? Yeah, it's like a, Boston has it. It's all here. Like everything but is people here. just don't interact. And that's the thing that we have. To, we have a different kind of socio political setting. Like mm-hmm. I feel like people look at it a little differently. Um, but like, yes, Atlanta is a major city that has, you know, creators all over the place. It's it's different. But that's why I feel like we have to approach these challenges in very unique ways. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why, like an event I did in October that I was super proud of. It was called the Blair Bitch Project. Mm -hmm. And it was like a Halloween themed concert and party that was empowering like women in the alternative space. Mm. Right. Key kind of fits into that Mm because she's like hip hop, but she also has some like rock in there. That's a modern rapper now. You feel me? Modern rappers are not think how they're they're different. Yeah. Think like, think like Rico Nasty, BK the Ruler, Mm -hmm. even like some of the soundscapes of like a yeet. You feel me? Like, people that fit into that that's appealing in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. and then like where you do it because where people do things is very important too like yeah. i when i did that event i didn't want to do it in a traditional venue for a couple of reasons mm-hmm. one i didn't want people to feel like they had preconceived notions attached to a, a space so like i also was particular about where i, I wanted i didn't want to do it in just any part of the city like i know there's a lot of venues in like cambridge there's mm-hmm. There's a lot downtown Boston. Mm-hmm. I don't frequent those places. Yeah. You feel me? I went to college at BC. Mm-hmm. I want to pull some of those audiences. I want the mm-hmm. college kids to come see it. But I also want the people that I know from Boston, Roxbury, Dorchester, though, mm-hmm. ended up finding a middle ground in like Brighton. Yeah. You feel me? That worked real well. And mm-hmm. we opened it up to everybody. The show was actually free. Mm-hmm. And people, people, like, there's no barriers to it. Just like if you're interested, come mm-hmm. and like having more spaces and opportunities like that where people are like, nah, this actually looks lit. Let me go. You find that it you're not too worried about access. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And I feel like that's a big thing where people are like, do I belong in these spaces? I don't feel like going that far. Like, is is this too far off the train for someone from Forest Hills to go to? Is yeah. it is it? inaccessible for somebody like is somebody from chestnut hill gonna come into dorchester like it depends you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. we were strategic around where we did it because it's like you've never been to this space so this new non-traditional space is you you have no preconceived notions you don't know what to expect mm-hmm. it makes it fresh it makes mm-hmm. it new you can create a whole new experience in that in that space but then it's also like even down to the artists we're selecting what demographics are being drawn is mm-hmm. this the older boston hip-hop crowd is mm. this something completely new nobody's been exposed to? You feel me? Is it is someone from out of state where they're like, oh, shit, this looks cool, but yeah, I didn't even it. know Boston did stuff like this. You feel yeah. me? Like, like, we have to be that change. And I try to my best to pour into things that I think are different because mm-hmm. it, it's so crazy to think about, like, as we get older, like, we're the people that are stewards of the culture. Yeah, we're the ones that create. We're the ones that, like, build. We're and, the ones that people and, look at now. And that people pay attention to. Yeah. You feel me? And especially, like, as, as like, an artist like Key has started to gain some traction, like, I've seen different folks reach out that have been doing shit in Boston for years that I've wanted to work with and work closely with. And I'm like, I finally have an opportunity to do that, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I can put my people on at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. it just makes sense. So mm-hmm. it's like, whatever we're doing that's different, it's working. You feel me? And anybody else out there that's listening and you're working to do something different, please continue to do that shit because yeah. that's what 
that's what innovation looks like to me. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to continue to get better, like with the new Nightlife director. I hope so. Yeah, we were talking bro. about that with, uh, with, with Scott. Scott. Yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. talking about that. Last that's episode. what I'm brought up a lot, bro. Actually. Yeah. All over. Everybody I'm bro. talking to. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, like, that shit right there, like, I'm so glad to be tapped in with the people I am because mm-hmm. in the next five years, this stuff really starts to change. And you feel me? I'll be 30, which yeah. is crazy to think about yeah. in five years. But yeah. it's like, it's like I I know Boston's gonna look different. Yeah, and that's why I'm we need so, it to look different. We do, we, we do. do. Like it's like, not, it's yeah. not right right now. Like we needed to break there, down bro. these barriers. So, like that's why I say like once you tap in, you'll never look at it the same. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, the, the stuff we got going on is stuff that young black people are popping out to. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That's not just like the young professionals, but like people out here creating every day and mm-hmm. like still getting to it. Or you feel me? Because there's a lot of people who get put on and then leave. Yeah. You feel me? And I don't build somewhere else. I don't fuck with that. Yeah. I don't fuck with that at all. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is Boston. Like the reason that Atlanta is what it is, is Mm -hmm. because the people from Atlanta got up. They might've traveled the world, did that thing, built their influence, but they brought it back. Pulled somebody else up. Mm -hmm. And that's why we see like a Tyler Perry studio. That's Mm -hmm. why we see, you feel me? All of these businesses being attracted to Atlanta and they Mm want to do, and especially like an, uh, Stankonia studios, uh, all these different things because people from there built there. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And with somewhere like Boston, that's a very historic tourist city, you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't have the same bells and whistles as like a Miami, Chicago, Atlanta, mm-hmm. LA. Like it's it's on the folks from here to build that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And being from here and being a small part of that, I feel really great about yeah. that. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's what we need. We literally that's what like a theme that we've had the past like three episodes about like changing the way that the city is oh yeah like mm. things that the city may need yeah like, but before we get away from it i do yeah. there's a couple other artists I'm yeah please plug. please yeah there's a there's a gentleman named nate nix mm-hmm. he um on instagram he's nix nation n-i-c-s nation mm-hmm. bro this dude him and another dude named c4 um s-e-e-f-o-u-r those are like the baby kendricks of boston <laughs> to me and i just think they're gonna be so so big like like it's just a matter of time like it's not it's not even like i'm not sitting here biased like yeah my homie this is that like no like these are some of the most talented people i've ever met you know (laughs) yeah that's key yeah yeah and and like i just know they're gonna go like that's just what it is and that's how i feel another gentleman named clark d um his his ig is sir clark clark d s-i-r-c-l-a-r-k-d um, he's he's from Boston, but is based in Atlanta now. Yeah, you feel me? And and like they're all doing incredible things. Um, there's a there's a producer and DJ who's also Keys DJ named mm-hmm. Devo the Genius. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like he's like a Jay Dilla. Like yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. You yeah. feel me? And and like there's so many talented people. Like the Van Buren guys out of Brockton. If you're mm-hmm. not familiar with mm-hmm. them, like. They're the blueprint right now. You yeah. feel me? They did the independent thing. They got cosigns from everybody you could think of. Like, mm-hmm. um, they're like they they call them like the Brockton Wu Tang. Yeah. But like they're super they're super talented and those guys are great. But like these are all people I'd be on the lookout for because I know they're gonna blow up. Yeah, it's a even matter key right now, like she at what uh hold on, I got the number right here. Like twenty one thousand monthly listeners, like that is a ton. Like, cause yeah. what thing that's crazy about it is like we get so like confused with these numbers. Cause yeah. it's like you think somebody with a million monthly listeners, you're like, you think that's like just the blueprint and that like if you have anything less than that, like mm-hmm. twenty one thousand, that means like you have a freaking um 
like a, a stadium. A stadium of people are listening to you every Bro, month. Like, yeah. that's a lot of people. Even if you got just a thousand, that's like but a ton of people. Here's the thing I was telling you about that when it comes to perception. Like, mm-hmm. with Key, mm-hmm. all her shit's been very organic. Mm-hmm. Feel me? So, like, it's it's worked. We, we believe in those numbers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There are people out there. Like, you can get put on one playlist and your shit will jump to a million. Yeah. You know? But after that depending on how many people stay on because it, it can just be a, a, a mm-hmm. like how it looks yeah a month later because they calculate that monthly yeah. if those people don't listen again your shit might drop to seven thousand yeah you've seen the same thing like mm-hmm. and and fortunately it, it stayed consistent yeah. now but that changes so it's so like, quick get, yeah you don't got to get caught up in the numbers it's more mm-hmm. about the impact yeah. and like someone like key the way i see her move around the city mm-hmm. and and inspire people and ignite a fire in their hearts about what they see for the future of boston music mm-hmm. like that's how i know like i'm like this is this is way bigger than anything just with the music yeah. like this is like valuable to the city mm-hmm. so we we also recognize that we're a part of boston music history at this mm-hmm. point like yeah. yeah she's gotten some accolades whatever but like in the hearts and the minds of the people like we know that that this is not going to be forgotten mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's not lost to time or anything like that like somebody's gonna open a textbook someday about boston music her name's gonna be there mm-hmm. somebody's gonna open that they'll see a clark d they'll see a this maybe my name will be mm-hmm. there you know what i'm saying but that's all stuff we're building right now and we focus on impact more than mm-hmm. anything because we can go anywhere else like yeah it's a little show whatever like might remind us but you hear about people before you see them yeah you feel me so like i've seen earth gang several times before they really started touring and yeah. Jid, i was at one of Jid, i was at jid's first show in boston yeah where it was him and the earth gang guys and we were like i this love earth gang at, yeah. the, at the at the downstairs middle east like it was a mm-hmm. tiny show you mm-hmm. know and it's like you build with those people mm-hmm. they see you in enough rooms over time then you on their tour bus something like you never yeah. know like you gotta remember their people too they trying mm-hmm. to make this shit work um and i just have a different appreciation for that when i see like the growth over time because you really realize it's exponential mm-hmm. you feel me like and it goes quicker the more you get it goes like, quicker and that's yeah. across like in, in entertainment in general i'm not gonna mm-hmm. say just music like mm-hmm. there are homies i have a homie from north mm-hmm. that's younger than me a year below me i think and this motherfucker's in-house at Dreamville. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you never realize how tapped in some, because in the Northeast, I think we're just different. People, you know, aren't boasting and bragging as much all yeah. the time. It's not like in LA. You LA, know, it's like before you, you even enter a room, yeah. it's like you tell everyone your accolades. Literally. You do that yeah. over here, everybody's going to be like, that guy's a jerk. That yeah, guy's an yeah, asshole. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. It's like, it's different. Because it's like, once you start, if you, Boston's one of those cities, I, like how somebody described it to me, they're like, no matter what happens here it's an old historic city boston's gonna feel like your grandmother's living room mm-hmm. you feel me <laughs> but if you know where to look you're gonna find the candy you gonna yeah. find the shit. you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. Yeah, right. you know what i'm saying right. so it's like if you know where to look you might you be like what the fuck this scotch in here like what yeah, like, you, know. just, yeah. you just gotta know where to look bro like mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be dope and and since i've started to look at the city through a different lens i'm like yo there's it's not just potential, but like there's shit actually happening. Yeah, there is know? a lot. And like, it, it's really because of it's so siloed. Like you would not even know. Cause if you got somebody who's visiting here, they go to Seaport, like Seaport will scare like Boston off. sucks. Yeah. yeah. It'd be trash. I'm like, yeah. bro, you have no idea. Like it's mm-hmm. funny. Cause even the people that like do have some burn and stuff, like there was this one girl I seen post and she was like, yeah, like all these artists that come through Boston hit me up and they're like, Oh, 
you feel me? Where where should we go? What's there to do? And they don't even know. And I'm like, you come <laughs> here and you don't be outside. Like, yeah. what's up with that? You mm-hmm. know? And everybody has different versions of what they think is cool. So it's like, oh, shit, maybe our shit is too siloed for you or whatever yeah. it is. But it's like, yeah. nah, the people that I know tap in mm-hmm. and you feel me? We, we exchange value and, and give each other flowers because that's important. Yeah. It's also because we understand the realities of what it's like to try and make a living as a creative. Mm-hmm. And it's not always like the, the easiest task but mm-hmm. you feel me people offering that knowledge and and sharing and information i feel like it does break down those barriers not just culturally but also in understanding you mm-hmm. feel me and and that's what i think makes the difference between like a boston and an atlanta mm-hmm. is the people give back yeah and knowledge and resources and opportunities and i feel like we're trying to do the same thing that's mm-hmm. why we be like i i don't feel like i'm an expert on any of this shit no. but I'll share my experiences. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, look, this is what I went through. This is what I think is valuable. You feel me? Take it with a grain of salt. Let people know what you think, you mm-hmm. know? So. That's dope. And I love to, like to press on that. Like that's something that I've seen too, with like how you create, you put something out and then like, it may not get that many views mm-hmm. or even like, let's say like you create something and a lot of people get stuck up with like to take that first step. Yeah. We're like, all right, I'm going to put something out. And then it gets no views. Yeah. It's like, it got no views. Who cares? Like, you, you're upset at yourself because yeah. it got no views. But yeah, it's like, but nobody even saw it. So yeah. what are you even <laughs> upset about? Like, yo, just put more out. Yeah, like, literally. Because then you put something else out. Like, somebody else may like it. Like, even if you just got, like, let's say there's 21,000 monthly listeners. Mm-hmm. If you got 2,000 people who really mess with you, really like your music, like, you could already you're build sad. something. Like, that's already something you could build right there. Let's say if you, even if you get... 200 of those people to come to a live stream to watch you make music live. They'll they'll yeah. come do that shit. You like, me? And Let you me, can make money off of I'm that. I'm going to give you one example of some shit like that that was very real to me. So, like, obviously she's creating. She's gaining some traction. I'm telling everybody about it, like, that I can. And I remember, like, for, which it was for um her second EP, Terrible Twos. Um, we had done, like, a little music video. It was we had no budget, of course, so we're just trying to figure this shit out, buy a couple things from the dollar store, bro, yeah. just to decorate whatever. And then we did what we could with the cameras, and we didn't even plan on shooting a music video. We were just trying to shoot promo for this um, listening party, and we ended up pulling together this music video. And when I was trying to like do like some sort of release strategy, get it in front of like playlisters, bloggers, shit like that, I was pushing it. And I remember I ended up sending it to this girl named Annabelle. Mm-hmm. And I saw she had a, 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 a playlist called That Good Shit that I thought was pretty cool. And I was like, oh, where? Let me just drop her an email or whatever. Dropped her an email. She loved it. You feel me? She was like, I love this so much. I'm going to add it. She'll be on my radar now. I was looking at her. I, she had like, I don't know, 1,000 or 2,000 fucking followers. I don't know how many followers she had on mm-hmm. Instagram. But I didn't know she was lit on TikTok. Yeah. So she ended up making a little video and she yep. was like, yo, if you like Nico Nasty or BK, this is your girl. Mm-hmm. Key shit hit 100K the next day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we were like, oh, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Off of that one email, yeah. that chain of reaction events happened. We ended up on the phone with like four or five, six different labels. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Off of TikTok. Yeah. Damn. Because, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, You'll get pushed way more. Like if you're somebody with no following or a small following and you build a interesting video or you have something interesting she probably had a lot of followers but say like if she i made like interest- a, yeah she had math followers yeah if you make even if you're a small creator and you make like an interesting video about like yourself or, i've seen people with zero followers make one video that has three hundred thousand views my little sister put up a video she only has 300 followers she got half a million views and a hundred thousand likes 
You feel me? She <laughs> only has 300 <laughs> followers. You like, that's me? not something that's possible on YouTube shorts yeah. or, like, yeah. reels or something. And like, it's crazy. It's really ridiculous. It's like, crazy, but it's, like, like, that's what's so empowering to people where it's, like, yo, this shit's possible. Like, at least mm-hmm. it's in front of people. People can appreciate or... I'm, I'm the type of person, you put art out, it takes on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Let people talk about it. It's engagement. Mm-hmm. You feel yeah. me? Whatever. Hate it, love it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. You know, I don't make mm-hmm. it for you. We make it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you engage with it as you mm-hmm. will. I had but to respond to somebody. I, I put out a video. Some guy's like, he had some He had some negative thing to say. So I made a video. I was like, hey, man, you typing this in my comments. Like, you watched it. <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> like, yo, you watched it. You're in my views, bro. Nah, You're a fan, bro. Nah, Regardless. Facts, like, facts, bro. And, so, like, I just think that's how you got to look at it. It's like, yo, it's some, it's a big world. Somebody yeah. out there is going to appreciate the shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just keep creating, keep pushing. Like, I've, I've had friends on and off social media that have incredible wins off of the people who are supporting it's supposed to get in front of it gets in front of and mm-hmm. then they're like we're, we're locked in we're tapped in you feel me i've seen people who i've watched i have a good friend who's a pianist and i watched him he used to go on um he's a producer but his main instrument is piano and i see him on live it'd be three people me mm-hmm. and like two other random people watching mm-hmm. him just play piano mm-hmm. and i'd be like bro just keep going yeah today it's fucking three people tomorrow it's three thousand literally this motherfucker got signed to internet money and then i remember he went from those three people to then he's on stage at D- jimmy fallon like playing mm-hmm. piano with don toliver and, mm-hmm. and i'm like wow. that's crazy yeah. bro like it yeah. happens and it inspires you when yeah. you're like yo somebody i know did that yeah shit. even from mm-hmm. like yeet i saw this seeing him blow up Cause he blew up like in two years, like very quickly. And one of the crazy things about it is he was, he had a video of his Instagram live and he was like, all right, y'all like, thank y'all for being here. I'm going to really put your song, put y'all a song. Ended up being like one of his biggest songs. It was like out the way or something like that. Mm. And like only 30 people are in there. And he's like, yo, like I'm telling you this song is about to blow up. Da, 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 da. And like, you got some people like, yeah, whatever, man. And some people are like, yo, this song is lit. Yeah. A year later, he's literally, pro- he's probably the biggest new artist. Like mm. him and like a handful of others, like biggest new artists. It's right. like, just put, put it out there. That's all I'm going to be. I love that message. Yeah. You never know, bro. Nope. You know, and it only takes one. Mm-hmm. One. That's what, that's the thing that's been keeping me going a lot. It's like, it takes one opportunity, one thing to change everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There are people who I know have been creating for years and you know, they might not feel like they've gotten certain accolades or whatever, but that one thing that comes through, mm-hmm. like let's say you've been putting albums out. There's one artist, another artist that I'd say to check out if you're into like Benny the Butcher and like mm-hmm. shit like that. I, his name is Bory Rock. Mm-hmm. Um and he's from the area too, but he recently is out in New York now. And like he has such a catalog. This motherfucker must have like 10 to 15 albums out right now oh, right uh, that's like a lot create like he, he's rapid fire i tried to make an album that shit is not <laughs> no easy. yeah that shit is hard. and he's like. just like his output is crazy and like the talent in it too is crazy so it's like that one time somebody who taps in and fucks with it or it goes mm-hmm. that pulls up the rest of your catalog mm-hmm. like you feel me until kendrick dropped good kid Mad city mm-hmm. yes he had fans but that was the commercial yeah you feel me and then everybody goes back and listens yep. to you i shit. think of nav too nav was like that you where he was me? in a he was in the music industry for a minute yeah he didn't really blow up. oh um what's his name's like that the baby's like that yeah where he blew mm-hmm. up at like 28 29 like, i feel i feel the same way about doja cat yeah Even, um like i remember when doja cat was just releasing every day on soundcloud mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
once it go, move, fuck it. It could be the shit you least expect. Move. move that's her, the one, bro. I was literally watching that music. Blew up. Like, she blew like, yo, up. she's kind of have bars. Yeah. At first, I was like, yo, she's bad. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, yeah. wait a minute. She kind of got bars <laughs> in this too, bro. But that's what made her go. And it's mm-hmm. like, you'd be surprised about entertainment's fucking fickle. And it's mm-hmm. weird. But it's like, you never know what's next. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's next. I, I couldn't have anticipated Nice Spice. You yeah, feel no, me? Right, that's yeah. in a, like a year. You yeah. know? like And... Like Lola Brooks, I actually low key saw that coming because mm-hmm. I was I was watching her freestyle and stuff. I'm like, she lit. Yeah, Skylar Black. Yeah, out of where's she from? She's not. She I don't think she's from Philly. She might be from Ohio or something. Mm-hmm. But Skylar Black, that was one of my favorites for a minute too. She's crazy. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like I think she's lit. Um, I was not hip to a Dochi until mm-hmm. I, like right before she started to go. Um, like like you never know. It, it can be anything that changes mm-hmm. the game or like somebody that's lit. We see people like Lil Tyler that it, he literally makes songs off his phone and he's mm-hmm. fucking going up, you know, like with Van Lab. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, it's it's, it's crazy out it there, is. man. Like entertainment is. is different. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. What's um we well, can got some last messages you wanna get out. Mike, you wanna post anything out or Sadiq before we step away? Uh I got nothing. Follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> at DTMS. Yeah. yeah. I like leaving with like good messages because Mike and I, we used to do uh, existential questions to end. Oh, yeah. I feel like we've given so many people so many <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely moments. I still love them now, but like yeah. sometimes we leave with like a positive message. I think that's a good message for us to leave off on. Uh, I, I do have some stuff. To yeah, do. please. We I'll say I'll that quick, this is my unsolicited piece of advice. So I'll say. Um, despite whatever you got going on in your life, just know every day you wake up, you are blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, religious or not, you feel me? Mm-hmm. The, you have another opportunity to make the most of every day. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I would advise is that you deal with reality on reality's terms. I feel like some of us wake up to circumstances we don't really love or like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as much as we might live in, uh, we might be optimistic or pessimistic, whatever your out, you know, your worldview is. Don't get too caught up in that that you can't see what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because there's always s- stuff that we just have to deal with, and it might frustrate us to no end. But that's life. You mm-hmm. feel me? Nothing, nothing comes as it should be. There's no, there's not really instructions to this stuff. So just focus on what's in front of you and try to be as pragmatic as possible. But you know, keep your values intact. Mm-hmm. Um, spread positivity and love man mm-hmm. like like that's all focus, we got focus, yeah. that's all we got focus on the things that you care about and that actually impact your life you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like learn uh set boundaries where you can the people that love you will respect that um mm-hmm. even if they don't like it at first mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i want to piggyback on that i learned this stat recently that fits in there perfect that there's been about a billion people who have ever lived and based on your dna there could be about a trillion people that could possibly ever live. So that means that you being alive is by like ridiculous odds. Like the odds yeah. of you even <laughs> sitting in here, us having this podcast, us going on walks, like enjoying sunsets, yeah. watching TV, ridiculous odds of that not happening. And we're all here. So enjoy your life. Like Sadiq put it more eloquently than that. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like using numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I got ADHD. I need numbers. Yeah. Like. <laughs> So if you like a number person, there's the numbers for you. That's another reason why. So that's awesome. Um, so do you got any? 
places you want to plug for your socials or anything like that? Sure. Yeah. You can give me a follow at solely Sadiq on Instagram. Um, that's S O L E L Y dot Sadiq, which is S A D I Q. Um, if you're a Twitter person, it's Sadiq got wings, S A D I Q got wings. Um, and follow Key, K-E-I-W-E-I. Yeah, fruit. please do. I'm going to be listening to her soon, right after this mm, podcast. Yeah, she's lit. Um, you follow me naturally at Always Francisco on everything. Um, yeah, I'll be putting a post about Sadiq and a little bit of rundown on TikTok after this. So if you got, got here from the short form, like this is the long form. Um, all right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Peace, 103.